Hey everyone, thanks for joining. Today I'm talking with Jen Sutton. Uh, Jen is an ex-Mormon and an ex-Muslim and my favorite ex-M&M. Hey Jen, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? I'm your favorite ex-Mormon and ex-Muslim? Aww. I think actually you're the only one I know, so. <laughs> I only know one other one and um, he was only Muslim for two years, so he doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> so hi. Um, yeah, so I'm. Uh, um, I was born into a family of of Muslims and Mormons. Um, so I kind of had uh, an exposure to Islam as a child, but I was Mormon. I was raised in a fundamental Mormon family. Um, grandfather was like a polygamist, um, but my father was mainstream Mormon, so he wasn't a polygamist. Um, and then I converted to Islam when I was a teenager, and uh, became a fundamentalist Muslim. Like all good Muslims do, right? You know, that that's the way to go. <laughs> and then left it all. So hi. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. One thing, I don't know if you want to get into it or not, because you put this out on Twitter the other day. And I mean, it wasn't like we had an argument or anything. I think like I replied and you replied back once. And that was about the extent of it. It was the word Islamophobia. And you're kind of like, well, I think this might be a fight. I'm going to give up. And, yeah. I, that's like, there's three words that I really don't like, and it's Islamophobia, Islamism, and Islamist. I think all three of them do a disservice to the conversation. I think all three of them should be done away with. Um, but Islamophobia, first and foremost, that term has got to go. And then, you know, it's just, it's wrong. And I, so I, I got a lot of pushback for that, a lot. Yeah, actually. And and I get it because I've been the same. I've been I pushed back on that word and Islamism and Islamist and I never used them. And I found myself recently using them because uh, when I see conversations with non-Muslims and uh, in, in uh, like the horror movie community that I'm really active in or the comic book community or the science and robotics community, those words are used all the time. So the more I had been talking to non-Muslims and just people have no idea what Islam entails or, you know, Muslims are those brown people that come from other places and some of the women put things on their head, right? That's pretty much all they know. Um, and there's terrorists, right? So that those, um, the more I have those conversations, I, I felt like um, I needed to define those words. For those people because the way they were using them was it, it just it, it bothered me so I kind of felt like well uh, I need to stop fighting it and I need to just go with it but yes I got a lot of pushback and the more I thought about it I don't know I loved that idea of like um, wearing something besides well we can get into the hijab as well because sure, that, that's sure. part of it talk about whatever you want um, you have all these people the, the, not people, but women uh, wearing a, a tool of oppression that I got beat for not wearing. And I, I see them on mass and saying, this is what it means to be Muslim. This is us showing solidarity. And I'm so torn. Like I, I love the fact that there's not hate because I, I live around a lot of people that are very hateful of Muslims. And, um, I grew up around a lot of people that were very hateful of Muslims and very xenophobic and racist. And I was raised in a white supremacist religion. Um, so I, 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 it, any time that people come together with, you know, 
solidarity and there it's all peace and love. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's great. But then the other part of me, of course, is, oh no, this can't be, no. So that's kind of what the Islamophobia thing, I felt like throwing in the towel and just saying, they're going to use it anyway. It's already been defined in the UK. It's been defined by politicians in the US. We have to take it back and define it. But, yeah, but I don't think that's helpful. See, that's the thing. Like, it's being defined legally in the UK, and that definition is awful. I don't know if you've Wasn't read it something that. to do with racism, right? Oh, yeah, no, but I'll, I'll send you a link to the document. Read it. It's it's long and it's dry, but it's just, I mean, it, it's basically, you know, using the word Islamic terrorism as Islamophobia. Like, it's it's gotten almost to that point, and it's... I mean, that's what CARE is pushing for in the States, right? Um, yeah. It's So it's been given a definition. And so someone can say, well, here, here's the official government definition. So what you're doing is Islamophobia. I'm saying that, you know, even with that, it's, you know, no, the word has no meaning because you have, it, it you know, it's, it has a connotation of any criticism of Islam is then bigoted or racist. And no, I mean, you have to be able to criticize anything. And any idea should be open to criticism, any ideology, you know, any faith, whatever. Like you shouldn't have, that should be stopped. So as soon as something implies that, because, okay, you're going to tell them, well, no, that's not what that means. And they're going to hear from how many other sources that, yes, that is what that means. So, you know, I know it's the same way with trying to just break down the definition. But I think if if you keep pushing back at that and saying, no, like use anti-Muslim bigotry, which that exists, that happens, that is real, that, you know, let's not let's not lessen that by using a term that actually means nothing that that's just fluff you know it, it you do a disservice when you make actual valid criticism of islam akin to bigotry akin to same something that is the same as anti-muslim bigotry like it's it's just not yeah, I don't. Okay, so Islam is the ideology. And so when you're saying Islamophobia, you're turning the ideology, you're saying the people are the ideology. And us ex-Muslims are saying the people are not the ideology. Yes, the people carry out some of the worst parts of the ideology. But um, when you criticize the ideology, you're not criticizing the Muslims. You're, you're, it, 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 if you can't criticize that, if you can't talk about the bad parts of it, I... Ah, Okay, see, like, there's two things. Um, so the uh, the Christchurch, like, the terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. Now, almost immediately afterwards, the, the conversation went to hell. But I saw a lot of my friends posting up things. One was just, like, a, you know, it was, whatever, like, a couple of paragraphs talking about how you know, if you're white, even if you've never been racist, you have to realize that there's racism in you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like how whiteness is all racism, right? And another one was this pyramid showing how whiteness leads up to white supremacy. And it was basically just that racism was the purview of relig- uh, uh, of whiteness. And it was, everything was based on identity. 
and so and they were you know freaking out about people who were criticizing Islam and conflating that to right away they're saying well that's a, you know that's an attack on Muslims but it's like when I saw that I'm like okay if I mean I, I know all about the you know the identity politics and the, the whole intersectionality crap but just that like right there it was just like kind of like okay if then all white people just for the sake of being white or racist it's all based on identity and if me criticizing an idea is then criticizing someone's identity and that's racist if it's everything it, like that makes sense why they would think that if if that's how they think and so i was thinking okay like along the lines of what sam harris did um sorry i'm rambling here but what sam harris did on the bill maher show um when ben affleck called him uh know gross and racist there and you're talking about the concentric circles of islam right so in the center you have the jihadists then you move out then you have groups like care and isna and i don't know what's in the uk but that want to use politics to bring um they want to use politics to make islam the law of the land right so Mm -hmm. there's those groups then you you know you move out you have conservative whatever i said okay fine you know unless you're one of those people who thinks that it's all whiteness and you know there's nothing you can do about it you can do the same thing there so even like there was still like a lot of people you know pissed off and they were you know just lashing out and stuff and it was just they were kind of including all white people and they're saying oh all white people you know are responsible for this kind of thing and it's like okay no look so you take all white people in the center of it you have the white supremacists you have the guys like that guy in uh, Christchurch. You have, you know, KKK members. You have neo-Nazi groups. You have any of these people mm-hmm. that are willing to commit violence and want to commit violence or have committed violence, right? And that's them. That's that's your ISIS, your Al Qaeda, whatever. Then you move out from there. Then you could have groups that are using policy and politics to pass legislation that allows them to be racist. Right, and benefits and then, white. Yeah, and, and then you yeah. and then you you know work your way out, and you get to the point where you would get, you know, how Sam Harris was talking, where just the moderate everyday Muslims who pick and choose, they're not waking up in the morning wanting to kill the infidel. You know, that's probably the last thing on their mind. They're you know, yes, they might want you know they don't want their daughter to wear the hijab, but they might want her to wear dress a little bit more conservatively than you know uh, a parent. From, you know, like a North American parent, a Christian parent, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they're just your average everyday Joe. And I was trying to, like, I was thinking, like, maybe that's it. Just needs to be done, and you, 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 know, you draw that out and you show it out. It's like, you know, so for the average person who then gets understands that everyone knows what white supremacy is. So if we do it that way and say, here's what white supremacy is, as opposed to white people, and you take that as an analogous to Islam. When we're uh-huh. talking about Islam, we're talking about these ideas. When we're talking about ISIS and that I, the ideas in Islam can lead to ISIS, it's because if you take, if you take, okay, there is no mild form of white supremacy or whatever I'm just using, but like, you know, ISIS is a very literal fundamentalist interpretation of Islam. Mm-hmm. So when we say the ideas that are in Islam, it's like, okay, if you take that book and you don't, think about it you just do what it says you're going to get to isis right mm-hmm. if you take that book you okay what are the local morals now 
you know, what, what are people doing? You know, you know, are we, you know, you, I don't want to, we can get an Olivia if you want, but you know, are we holding slave auctions in the middle of the U S no. So. Right. No, right. You know, there's no, there are no Muslim slavers in the U S things like, you know, like you can work that out. And if you, sh- if you can show that for one of them, you can show it for both. So I'm thinking like, okay, especially like hearing all that come out, I thought maybe that's a good way to go about. And then that way you can show okay why that is not Islamophobia, that that's not, you know, criticism of Islam is not Islamophobia. Criticism of an idea is not Islamophobia. Like, and criticism of someone like al-Baghdadi, who is an individual person and is a Muslim, I mean, he's worth criticizing, right? I mean... Yeah, I would hope no one would call that, yeah, or it, you're only it, criticizing because it's, you're Islamophobic. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in the same vein, someone like Richard Spencer or Jared Taylor, they're worth criticizing as well. Yes. So sorry, I rambled there for a bit, but that's like that's where I was kind of coming from in the last you know, week or so. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm around a lot of racist white people super racist and but they're they're not it's it's like to me i'm also around conservative muslims and they hold the same kind of ideas that the racist white people do just a little bit different you know that they they both don't like homosexuals but they wouldn't go out and do any harm to them do you know so it's up to it's up to god however god chooses to deal with them is how they get dealt with um so I mean, there's a lot of evangelical Christians that have the exact same kind of ideas and attitudes, just like, because um, a lot of the conservative people that I'm around there, Mormon, that's that's a big theme in the Mormon church. Um, just, uh, and they're still a little racist, a little bit, but I, I, you, I find it um, difficult, I think, to... See, this is my problem. I guess what I'm trying to have beating around the bush. I, it, all of the racist, horrible, xenophobic white people that I know and that I'm around, um, members of my family, uh, they they are horrible to my children because my kids are more mixed race than any. I, everyone in my family is mixed race, but the wider you look, the better it is. I don't under, it's weird. Um, but they they are super, super hateful and and bigoted and immigrants are the enemy no no matter what immigrants are the enemy and if you're brown that means that you are a threat so when i talk about um issues with islam and islamophobia i didn't think those people that didn't like muslims because of them being muslim and the color of their skin it was it's anti-muslim bigotry but there it goes beyond that a little bit i don't know whether to call it hate um i don't know what what word to use so islamophobia seems like the best one but then i it's not because like like you were saying it it does and i've argued that many many times that it that it it punishes criticism and rightful criticism of islam same thing with um i don't know i don't know how to deal with those kind of people that just are so racist and so hateful and would spit on a Muslim simply because she has a scarf on her head. It's the same kind of people that knocked the bottle over my head and called me a packy lever and spat on me and simply because I was wearing hijab. You know what I mean? It's I, So I, anti-Muslim bigotry doesn't seem like enough to say 
something okay, about that. But I mean, to call it Islamophobia, that's that's where because then you're conflating. I mean, we can try to come up with a term, but Islamophobia is it just doesn't. No, because you're equating the, the people with the ideology, and that's the problem. Yeah, like you can't. And like you know, for some people, that's going to be that, that's going to how it's going to come across, and. You know, for people who are trying to make the distinction, it's going to come across another way. But the average Joe in the middle, you know, is, okay, well, I've heard Islamophobia is racist, so if that person's Islamophobic, and then they don't know anything about it. And it's just, you know, and the people I see being thrown under the bus, like, I, you know, if you want to, like, okay, let's just grant the term for a sec- second you want to call mm-hmm. Richard Spencer Islamophobic? I'll, I'll agree with you if you want to you know, use that term of it like it's anti-Muslim bigotry. It's that kind of hatred against Muslims. Yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. But then you know they turn around and they say Sam Harris is Islamophobic. Yeah. You know, it's like come on, really? You know, it's that, that that's where you get the problems. Well, I mean, and granted, if you'd come up if we've come up with another term, you know, anti-Muslim hatred, uh, you know, they're they're gonna put. Someone like Sam in that category as well, unless you can. Like yeah, I said, yeah. You know, like I said, you know, he did it really well with Islam and those concentric circles. But if if you can do it well with something like white supremacy, and it's something that everyone understands, right? At least in the West, and that's I think where some of our biggest fights are, because. I think so too. I think that's actually a good way of explaining it. Well, that's what I was saying. Like you have, I I know people that are that are white supremacists that that feel. They're entitled to more because of the color of their skin, and and but they wouldn't harm anybody. They're not they're not out activists. They're not. They just have these ideals. So it's kind of the same thing with Muslims. You know, some have those kinds of. So the, that's a good way, maybe, of approaching it. I think because people do understand white supremacism here, for sure. I don't know. I just I don't want to feed hate, and I feel like. Um, the more I criticize, the more I feed hate, but I have to still criticize. So it's a very, I keep saying over and over again, we're walking such a fine line. Like it's, it's hard to, you're never going to make everybody happy. You're going to piss somebody off and somebody's going to call you uh, a bigot and racist. The equating Islam with race really pisses me off as, as a whiter skinned (laughs) ex-Muslim. That makes me mad. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, you're talking about that fine line. I, I keep saying that like, you know, uh, we're still walking the Surat al-Mustaqim. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Isn't it fun? Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, but 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 there's the thing, too, you know, you're just saying, like, it's, it's you gotta walk a fine line, but, okay, people have been saying this basically since 9-11. You know, Right after it, okay, there was a lot of you know, there's attacks in the states. Like some Sikhs got beat up, and you know, there's there there's one story I read. She was a Lebanese Christian, um, and she used to translate Arabic for some local groups, and her shop got attacked because she was working in Arabic, right? And there was all kinds of stuff that happened after 9/11, which is you know, like no defense of that, but then. You know, George Bush was the first, you know, like, you know, and, you know, Islam is a religion of peace, and all this started, and then, you know, if you, you shouldn't, so anytime you, anyone started speaking out against Islam, it's like, okay, why are you being racist, and the whole Islamophobia thing was being yeah. pushed, 
And, I mean, people said it over and over and over again. If you're not willing to have a reasonable conversation and you're just going to leave it, you know, and you're, you're just going to call everyone racist who brings up anything. Like at that point, you know, before she was completely smeared, INRCLE was starting to speak out. She was one of the, you know, really famous vocal ones. And then she was getting, that she started getting smeared and stuff like that. More and more people happened. And it just, it, you know, and I don't, I'm not willing to give up any more ground to the crazies. We need more people yeah. in there speaking and speaking rationally and reasonably and trying to make it about ideas. And so I think, to, okay, obviously some of the stuff that you know, people are bringing up and, you know, I was, the first couple of days I was pissed off because I'm like, okay, well, there's attacks that have happened that like no one talk, has talked about. But, you know, I can't blame average people for not knowing about it because... I'm actively, you know, I have alerts and stuff set up for things like that. And like, I find out when they happen and there's just so much of it, but you know, like the whole, you know, the, the, the church, the, the Christians killed in a church and in, um, uh, was it Nigeria, uh, a few weeks before the Christ church thing, there's like 30 somewhat people that were killed. It doesn't even get reported yeah, anymore. Yeah. That's just it. it like no, anything that happens in, non-Western countries doesn't get reported. And like, I hear some people saying like, you know, people in the UK were saying, well, you know, when it happens over there, we don't really hear about it. It's like, okay, but New Zealand, if you're in the UK, New Zealand is over there, right? Like, yeah. It's, it's not something close by. It's not like France. It's not, you know, and I'm not saying you shouldn't hear about it and shouldn't, you know, f feel horrified at that. But where there was... I can think of like four mosques that were attacked by Sunni Muslims because they were Shia mosques in Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. Right, and this was all within that. the last six months. Um, about a year ago or so, maybe a little bit more, there was the oldest Ahmadi mosque in Pakistan that was burnt down. Mm -hmm. right? There's, you know, like again to get back to that white supremacy thing, like. It's, yes, this guy was a white supremacist. I'm not saying, taking it lightly, I'm not saying don't go after white supremacists or anything. But, you know, it's an ideology and the people who were following that interpretation of Islam, that, okay, in the case of Sunni Shia, like, it's not just that you're not Muslim, you're not the right type of Muslim, right? You're you you think sort of like I think, but you don't think enough like I think, so that I have to do you harm. Therefore, you're an apostate. Yeah, exactly. And it's the, the it, it's again, it's the same that mentality and the mentality of this guy who took it that far. Like you don't have the same skin color as me. You're a threat to me. You know. Plus, this guy is also like he he you know threw in the fact that they're Muslims and you know so he's probably playing on ideology as well. But White it, genocide, yeah, yeah, they're all, taking all over that, birth rates. Yeah, exactly. So it's the same kind of hate. It's just focused on a different thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I I think it's you know. Anyways, I, I think we need to start focusing more on not on the hate, but just saying okay. If you're fighting these fights, they're the same fights. 
the people have the people that are committing these acts are focusing their hate in different directions but they're using very similar language they're using very similar uh propaganda they're using very similar tactics right mm-hmm. so that is true you know let's fight at the root of that instead of sitting here and arguing you know well white supremacy is worse in the united states than islam is so why are we wasting our time on islam well so if it happens over there it's okay it doesn't matter right it's like i understand immediate threats you want to take care of them but all of it is an immediate threat as far as i can tell well yeah i mean so if it's okay to do and if it's okay to criticize christianity and Judaism and um, the the different sects of Catholicism and and the I saw I, I saw somebody say if you remain a Catholic after all of the pedophilia in the Catholic Church then you are culpable I've I've seen that and I kind of wanted to say I tend not to make these comments on Twitter but I wanted to say back well you could say the exact same thing about Islam like like you could say anyone that stays in uh, as a muslim despite terrorism or pedophilia or you know the oppression of women or you know guardianship laws you're also culpable so for some reason it but, but you can't say that is my point i couldn't had i come back and said that to that person about islam i would be called a bigot so if it's okay to say about christianity uh then it should be okay to say about islam like any of the the criticisms, and that's that's what I try to point out. Like, there's no Christianophobia, there's no Mormonismophobia. You know what I mean? So Islam is the ideology. So that's why that whole time I was pushing the anti-Muslim bigotry, but it just didn't seem, like I said, it didn't seem strong enough. But I like equating it to white supremacy because, again, like the church that I was raised in is very racist. We were taught if you mixed race you should die like like people if you the, the the stronger faith that you had the more white literally your skin would become they they took native americans out of their homes and placed them with white families and told these people that their skin would become white and they would go to heaven because their skin would be lighter it was just super racist <laughs> so there are ideologies that kind of feed that that uh, white supremacist kind of, you know, it, it's not a, it's not the Quran or Hadith or Imams, you know, but it, it's still there's still ideologies there that tell white people that they're superior because they're white, you know, because because at least for Mormons, white people fought in the pre-existence. Everyone existed in heaven before they got a body, and that great war in the pre-existence between God and Satan, as Christians believe. Um, the white-skinned people were the ones that chose God's side, and the black-skinned people are the ones who chose Satan's side, and they're cursed forever with dark skin. So white people naturally are more valiant and better, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's certain. Like um, that's why you had apartheid in South Africa, right? Because it was a Dutch yeah. Reformed, Reformed church, and it was the they had the they had the mark of Ham. Ham was sent to, to the land of Nod, east of Eden, and he was cursed. Cain. Okay, right? but uh, but Ham was also because Ham was kicked out after um, his son saw Noah naked 
That's right. And Noah got drunk and passed out. And then he saw Noah naked and he covered Noah up. And so when Noah woke up, he got pissed off. So he kicked Ham and his whole family. Right, 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 right. right. So Mm -hmm. that's the mark of Ham as well. Um, And so, yeah, that's where they... So, you know, the punishment was God turned him black, right? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's a lot of... There's a lot of, like, there is a lot of racism explicit in um, in the Old Testament and in, uh, uh, and in, like, the Torah and stuff. I, I, see, like, I don't know that, I don't know the story well enough from the Quran to know if there's any difference or if there's any mention of that. Because, I mean, I know the Arabic term for black is, like, abid, right, which is basically slave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know... In the Quran and after the story of Noah, if there's that little bit in there or not, I don't think so. I think all of the all those hadiths are not even um, sound anyway, or they're not; they're all fake. But the ones that that's the only racism that I ever came across. Uh, Muhammad said that black people have raisin head or something. Yeah, I think that's all fake. <laughs> but I mean. Well, but wasn't Muhammad was very pale, like like a light, so his skin was white, right? And and or translucent? No. Okay. He, yeah, I mean, I don't know how how much I want to trust those descriptions because you know, oh, he's a very handsome man. This, I mean, like he, maybe he was. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's not he like he said, uh, "Hey," and the ladies were like, "Swoon." Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> Especially after they kill their their husbands and their uh, and their fathers, um, it happens, you know. Yeah, but uh, no, but I mean, like it's not like there was a he stood for a portrait or anything either, right? Like, uh, mm. so I mean, I I don't know, like. But you could use the, the Bible as an example of like white supremacy, I suppose. That would be their their guidebook. What well, well, I mean, that's you know, a lot of them, it's like the KKK used a lot of Christian um, references and stuff as well and like I said that's that's how the that's how the Dutch uh, Dutch Reformed Church was it the Dutch Reform? I know it was a Dutch church it was a Dutch church and it was they were they were the ones who you know got the you know found the reasoning everything for doing the for doing apartheid and that's how it you know it it got formalized in South Africa right so Mm -hmm. um but in, I mean, I don't know so much about, I don't know if, like, how far you want to stretch the white supremacy, but, like, you can use that, you can use that as a basis to put whites ahead of blacks, right? But right. then it also, you know, it certainly talked about slavery, and even the New Testament, you know, it's like, you know, slaves serve your masters and serve your Christian masters especially well, or something like that, right? I think that's in Timothy. Mm-hmm. Um so, I mean, it has that in it, but it doesn't specify that the slaves have to be black. Oh, yeah, huh? Hmm. Yeah. It's just because you're racist that you automatically thought that the slaves were black. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> but, yeah. No. So, okay. Kind of staying on this, what was your take on, like, I had no problem with the 
Prime Minister of New Zealand. Um, I, I forget her for that's, I forget her name. Like Jacinda. Jacinda, Jacinda right? Yeah. 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 The, the, when she went to, like immediately after it happened, there was a memorial service, and she went to that and she wore a hijab. Like, okay, you're going to uh, a sort of religious thing. It's you know memorial for the dead. I understand that. That's a way, you know, like I, I'm opposed to the hijab or whatever, but at the same point, if my mom had gone to that, my mom never wears hijab, she would have covered her hair, right? Yeah. So yeah. that to me was respectful. That was a decent thing to do. But in this show of solidarity with Muslims in New Zealand, like wear the hijab. Now, I don't know what the stats were. I tried to look for the stats for New Zealand. I couldn't find them. Uh, the only stats I know for are Canada, the United States, and it's slightly over 50%, like it's like 51, 49 that don't wear it. So if you're looking at the Muslim population of New Zealand, you're using something that represents slightly less than 25% if you take away the young girls that don't wear it, right? And then all the men. Right. So, you know, how... I, I, I just, you know, I, I saw a lot of people complaining about it. And, you know, some of it was very legitimate. And, I mean, I, I mean, some of that, like, you know, look at the women in Iran trying to, like, fight. You know, they're being arrested because they're being they're being forced to wear it. Um, you know, you're just essentializing what it means to be a Muslim, especially what it means to be a Muslim woman, by saying, okay, if you don't have a hijab, it doesn't, rep you know, we're using this to represent Islam and I don't know I just like I said I, I, I love you want to show the solidarity on that, that that's all great but I just found that symbol to be so like it was misplaced you know it, it, it I liked what you said about it I think you had said that it was misplaced altruism right yeah. I, I really liked that um I I see it from white ladies perspective it's it's uh Foreign kind of romanticized brown people. They're they're. It's a minority religion to them. So it's it's brown people are also the minority, and so they have to be protected. And so they they see the hijab and they see Muslim women holding up the hijab and like saying this is Islam as. Uh, <sighs> It, it's like that to them, it represents Islam. It shouldn't represent Islam. And it's super misogynistic and oppressive and horrible. But they don't understand that. And all they see is that representing Islam. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, I know like this, obviously, I don't want to say like, you know, the, this whole thing happened. Like, you know, they have to come up with these things quickly, but. Like in that thing, uh, that little whatever, like it was like, like four or five little tweets. But I mean, like I said, a green armband. You know, I liked that because green represents Islam. Yeah, and I mean, people wear you know, like normally it's a black armband, but I mean, I've seen people wear different colored armbands, you know, in memoriam for different things, and it's completely inclusive. It's inclusive of every single person. You know, this okay. This is our solidarity with Muslims and. You can't say it doesn't represent any Muslim, right? It's just well, it's not leaving anyone out. It's yeah. it, it's all sex, all schools of thought. Yeah. It's it's every Muslim. And 
don't see how there would be any divisiveness around it. Like, I mean, like the hijab in and of itself is a divisive symbol. No, but white people are not. I should I should stop saying white people. Westerners, non-Muslims, look to Muslims to define what a Muslim is, and so if unless they tell them, yes, this green thing represents us and is a good way to show solidarity, they're going to keep saying the hijab because they want them to wear the hijab in the West, of course. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's like, it was the same thing in the Olympics. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, nothing, not to take anything away from, from the fencer there, but there was, I think it was a runner who was also Muslim. She didn't wear the hijab, and she did better in our sport than the fencer did, and you didn't hear anything about her because... Yeah, she didn't get any attention at and, all And it's like as what, a Muslim. And, and that's what I mean. You're essentializing what it means to be a Muslim to that piece of cloth. And that is racist. I'm sorry, as, as non-racist as you want to be, as non as friendly and as inclusive and showing your solidarity, you're being a bigot. You know, I agree. It, it's, it's the same as, you know, there was some, I can't remember what school it was, some teacher uh, was handing out, like in Black History Month, was handing out cotton. And it was just like, <gasps> and it was like, come on. What? Yeah, it was something silly like that. I don't have the story completely right. Like I said, I can't remember. But it was something along those lines. It was in Black History Month. Some professor at some university was handing out cotton. Wow. And I'm and, sure the intentions were good, but and, wow. Exactly. You know? But the road to hell, right? It's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But again, like, this is not something that. Should have been, you know. They don't understand the significance of it, the but, hijab. But, they, they, but that's just it. It's like, okay, if, uh, you know, you're not going to have something like that with Trump. But let's say, like, Bernie was in power, right? Mm-hmm. You know, would he, if he turned to someone like Linda Sarsour, what do you think she would tell him? You know, like, it, it, it's who are they listening sure to? Sure is great, Bernie. Yeah. Trust me. No, but I mean, like, oh, use, use the hijab, right? That's a good symbol whatever like the, yeah, they had yeah, the women's yeah. march or whatever um i you know well they're doing the the work of of the the fundamentalists basically yeah. by... but what i'm saying is like if if you know who knows who they had who they were able to speak to right like they might you know, like I said, the, you know, the, all this stuff happened within a couple of days. It's not like the government had a lot of time to plan this out. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to be planning this event and, you know, going forward, you know, you know it's, they had to come up with something really quickly and they spoke to the first person they could or whatever. Right. Or, the or, Muslim that told them that this is the best way to show solidarity. Yeah. Let's, let, yeah. yeah. But on, on my only issue with people having a, a problem with it, um, I understand the the discussion is important, and I understand it's something that we all need to talk about because those of us that do know what the hijab means, what it represents, need to speak out more. But I just thought, like right after it happened, was not the time. It's just not to because what they're going to see is all of these people criticizing what they're doing, and they're just trying to, to show solidarity and, and be good people. They're just trying to be loving. So their act of love is they're being told that they're not loving. And that so that's not going to change minds by attacking the people and getting angry that the people are wearing hijab. It's not. 
instead of explaining after the fact where emotions aren't so high, although I don't know that they ever aren't high because there's always something going on. But do you know what I mean? Just right after the fact, I just thought it wasn't the time. And that's just me personally. I wouldn't have chosen a couple days after that to start bitching about a bunch of ladies that aren't Muslim wearing the hijab. You know, again, like I said, if they'd gone, if they were going to mosques around Australia, and New Zealand, or you know, in this case, just New Zealand, and they were going into the mosque, and they were, you know, doing whatever, like praying or just standing in solidarity inside the mosque. I can understand that you're inside the mosque, or you're on the mosque grounds. You want to show some religious. Oh, but they were on TV, huh? The newscasters were even wearing scarves, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like that, that's not helpful and then there were some people getting upset about that there was a picture of this police woman standing guard at a funeral and she was wearing a hijab and even that i'm like okay she's not a member of the funeral party but she's at a cemetery it is a religious ceremony she's covering her yeah, hair yeah you kind of you know, no i know yeah like i said yeah, i was giving, yeah, I was giving yeah. some leeway there but at the same point my question on that would be is are they allowing women at that service if they're not then she shouldn't be there either. Yeah, women don't go anyway. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's actually, yeah. You know, like, huh. I, I don't know. No, but I mean, uh, like, I, I they, they started talking about having some of the services. Um, uh, like for, for everyone? Well, no, they just said they were starting burying some of the victims. So there are, there's a mosque, there's a cemetery in Montreal that, you know, women can go to. Uh, when my brother was buried, they allowed women in, but not up to the grave. They could come in and stay kind of like just just beyond the gate. Um, right. So, you know, very, very, very progressive. Um, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, I mean, like if this cemetery allowed women and women were going in, then I can say, okay, fine. She's a police officer. She's doing her job. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's at a religious event or whatever. Fine. You can cover your, you know, she's covering your hair. It's not, you know, what? I, I wouldn't make that big a deal out of it as I would the reporters. Cause that, that that's where it starts getting, you're, you're making it more normalized that, that, that is what represents Muslims. That is what represents Islam. Right. Yeah. It's, the reporters, that's pretty weird. Like kind of disturbing. Yeah. I, I see people on the ground, you know, that are just trying to, you know, the moms and the friends and just normal everyday people that aren't in the public eye totally would never say anything about them wearing hijab in trying in solidarity support they're just normal people but people that are on the news they know better yeah but... or at least they should know better that that i hadn't really thought about how creepy that is actually and i saw the pictures of they weren't even properly covered anyway that was my biggest problem i'm like you're not even your hair's not even covered what are you doing that's fake. You get some, no, no. <laughs> but I, I think ah, they're just doing the fundamentalist work for them. And I worry. The only I really, really worry about that girl who says to her husband, father, mother, "I don't want to wear the hijab, and you know, I don't want my head covered." And they point to well. Look at the white Western chicks on TV that wore it and everyone else wore it. They don't have a problem with it. You hate Islam that much or, you know, you you don't want to behave. And, and so I, I think that it hurts them a lot. 
And I hadn't really thought of it like that before. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it was used, um, like pictures from the women's march apparently were used along in those veins. Um, especially in Iran, they're like, well, look, the Westerners are using, you know, I can see that they're recognizing it as a symbol of feminism, blah, blah, blah. So, um, you know, uh, but that, again, that's like, you know, some, and I'm not saying there's a, everyone does it, but you know, some family that says death to death to the great Satan, death to America saying, Oh, well look, the Americans are doing it. You should do it too. It's just like, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's the same thing. Like, Oh, well, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ISIS has nothing, ISIS has nothing to do with Islam. I'm like, Oh my God, look at that. They're calling, killing Muslims. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I, um, I told Lalo when I was talking to him the other day, um, we had, uh, we talk a lot, obviously, but we were talking about the hijab and I had mentioned that I still want to wear it. Like I still, when I go out, I, I loved wearing it. I, it made me feel safe. But the reason why was because I never had to brush my hair. And it was amazing. You could just walk outside as dirty. Like you, if you forgot to shower, like I shower every day, but if the, you know, it's late and you don't get to, you know, you've got to shower and your hair's a little greasy. You just shove that thing on there. You go outside. No problem. It is the best way to be completely lazy. And <laughs> plus it's a safety thing. I enjoyed feeling, I don't know. It was a, it's a weird kind of safe, but you know what that's from? That's from the indoctrination from when I was a kid from the modesty culture of the Mormon church, because they don't tell you to cover your head, but you, you have to stay covered with your magic underwear and your skirts down to your knees and uh, no pants were allowed because pants are men's clothing. Um, trousers, pants, trousers. Um, but that modesty it, it, the more covered up you are, the the safer you are. So it's like a, a snuggy comfort blanket, like a, a, I don't know, like you're walking around with a comforter that's the just you're all snug as a bug in a rug. So when you have your head covered, you're all covered. You just, I feel safer. So basically, you're saying you like being swaddled. I do. It's nice, <laughs> <laughs> unless it's really hot outside. <laughs> but I could totally wear hijab in solidarity, like. Sure, I'll cover my head again, no problem. <laughs> I will do it though. <laughs> oh gosh, it's what? No, you know what? The second somebody tells me I have to do it or that I'm not allowed to do it, that's when I want to do it. Um, yeah. okay. That's just my stubbornness. What's your take on this? Um, so there, are the the newest premier in Quebec. So he got voted in last year. Uh huh. Now, the first thing he said he was going to do was ban all public servants. So that could be like if you're working at, you know, the Quebec version of the DMV or where we go get our um, socialized health care cards and stuff like that. Like any government office like that, um, any government employee in the public service was not allowed to wear any overt religious symbols. And then from there... There's a crucifix inside one of the main chambers of the National Assembly. Uh, people said it should be taken off. And he said, well, no, it's, it's not a religious symbol. It's part of our history, you know, which is – and so that right away is wrong because he he, bro- he proclaimed – he did it in the name of laicite, which is – secularism is the closest thing that comes into it, but laicite is a little even more um, 
goes one or two steps beyond just secularism um, mm-hmm. in in trying to make that division. Um, and then the last thing I'd heard him say was that they were going to put this in effect for Muslims first, and then they were going to look at the other religions. Now, this has nothing to do with laicite. This, you can say, is anti-Muslim bigotry or anti-Muslim hatred or whatever, right? But my issue with this is that I look at it from a you know, first principles, like foundational rights view, where you have the right to practice your religion up until the point where you know you're going to harm someone, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm hypocritical on this when it comes to the niqab, and we can get into that in a sec. But the way I look at it is this. You're telling this per- the, the government's now passing a law on how someone can practice their faith, and you're saying that because they have the hijab on, let's just say, like in the case of this, the hijab, that they can't do their job properly. And then some people have argued, well, okay, let's just say it's a judge, then that judge, you know, how can they give a fair trial uh, when they're wearing the hijab? You know, and how can you know, the person has a right to a fair trial? And the way I look at that is, too, is, yeah, and part of a fair trial is you're innocent until proven guilty. And that and you're you're laying a huge accusation against a woman wearing a hijab who's sitting on the bench. And you're saying she cannot give me a fair trial because of her hijab. In my mind, that is bigoted. You don't know anything about this person. That could be someone who is forced to wear it, who hates wearing it, doesn't want to wear it. Or is someone who's doubting Islam or has left Islam or family doesn't know and, you know, they'll only let her out of the house with it on and, you know, if she doesn't wear it, she loses his job. Or she likes it because in the West, I I hate people may not want to hear this, but wearing the hijab in the West is empowering. Or or, or for whatever reason, you know, like she's, but she can do her job perfectly impartially and like, you know, if, if let's say it's a judge and you look at her record on the bench and there's no, there's never been any case of impartiality or anything like that. In my mind, like that is, you know, I'm opposed to the job. I'm opposed to everything it stands for. I'm opposed to what it represents. If you look at it from how it's implemented, right? If, mm-hmm. like, you, like you said, if someone's doing it as this, you know, uh, Trump banned all Muslims. I've never worn the hijab, but I want to show. I'm a Muslim, I want to show that, you know, yes, I am a Muslim, I'm going to show my identity, and wear the hijab, whatever reason you're wearing it for, right? I, mm-hmm. I don't think that the government should make a law banning how you express your religion, like I said, up until the point where you are infringing covering on someone else's, someone else's right. rights. I and, think I, covering your face is a public safety risk, so yeah, that's different. And, and to me, like, okay, you, I, I don't think you should be able to get a service, and you certainly shouldn't be able to offer a service if you're covering your face like i i don't agree to that but the but having a headscarf on your head it's uh i remember not that long ago um when i was young that women used to wear scarves on their head tied up under the chin when they had their hair set because women used to do their hair once a week and so they'd wear these scarves and they walked around like it was nothing and they went to work like that and it was not a big deal but the fact because that's identified now as a Muslim. That's where it's a problem because it's identified as Muslim woman 
wear hijab, that means that they're extra religious. It's like the Janine Pirro talking about Elon uh, Omar's hijab means she wouldn't adhere to the Constitution because she's wearing hijab or something like that. Um, I, I think, uh, I mean, it, what's the difference between wearing a crucifix? Yeah, but, but like I said, originally the whole thing was no overt religious symbols. None. And then just picking on the Muslims. And then, 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 like I said, that there was this thing with the crucifix in that room that he didn't want to take down because he said that had nothing to do with religion. And then he altered the law. He said, okay, we're going to try this out on Muslims first, and then we'll see about the other religions. So Catholics wear crucifixes around their neck. That's, yep. that's, that's the thing. Uh, Mormons aren't allowed to wear crosses, so I always found it really creepy. Um, but I, I know that's, that's an outward. And Christians, too. I find Christians wearing crosses a little weird, too. But um, that's their outward expression of their religion. I wouldn't say because you're wearing a crucifix, you wouldn't be able to be impartial on the bench. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's no different than that. But setting aside picking on Muslim women, because that's so awful. Yeah. No, like I said, I'm, I'm completely opposed to it. And I know a lot of people who are like, oh, well, you know, the person has a right to the, uh, you know, like a person has a right to be served by someone. And, you know, they're, they're talking about even, like I said, someone in the Quebec equivalent of the DMV. And I'm like, well, you know, how does it interfere with their job? Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, if it's someone like that, you know, what's what's her name there, um, Kim Davis, right? Mm-hmm. Fire her ass, whatever. Get rid of her. Yeah, she, that's she, just she bigoted. signed up for the government, and she said, you know, the government has these laws, and the government allows this. You know, you know what you're signing up for, right? Sign up for it. Do your job. If you don't do your job because of that. You know, yeah, up until that person proves that they're not capable of doing their job in a fair and impartial way, exactly. then, you know, yeah. but that that's okay. But that's what I like kind of the whole Islamophobia thing, because you, they they do pick on Muslims. Oh, like, and I, so I, I the anti anti Muslim bigotry is a perfectly acceptable and perfect word to use for or like I said, replace bigotry with hatred. But okay. Why is are, it hatred though, or is it is it fear, or is it? Yeah, okay. I mean, it's it's. Or you can do the whole Yoda know. thing, like you know, fear brings the <laughs> hate will bring you to the dark side. You know, like, <laughs> but uh, no, but I mean, like, it's you know, you can't just keep you know, fear, hatred. It's it's all this you know, pretty much That's the same true. thing. Yeah, yeah. But okay, th- why is this guy doing it? He's doing it because. He knows there's some sentiment for this. He knows that, you know, people are sick and tired of all the platitudes and all that. And he took advantage of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, if you had decent conversation, if you had people talking about it, and if you we got rid of this stupid term Islamophobia, um, you know, and really called it out for what it was. And like I said, and put it, you know, drilled it in people's heads that we're talking about an ideology. And even then, you know, we're not talking about how Islam is practiced around the world by most people. We're talking about an interpretation of the book that if you read it in that specific way, that if you read the Bible in that specific way, or the Torah, you're a fundamentalist. Yeah, you're committing horrific acts. I mean, yeah, and yeah. you know, 
that's where like okay the Islamist Islamism thing comes into with me too it's like we have terms for this like if you look at uh, there's the Dominion Christians and I'm taking an extreme from the United States so these are some people call them Reconstructionists or they call themselves Reconstructionists or Dominion Christians they basically want to bring back the laws of the Old Testament right so stone a kid to death who is mouthing off to their parents right who's disrespectful to their parents I'm kind of okay with that one <laughs> Yeah, okay, but you got teenagers, so, um, but you know, but no, but they want to bring back all of those. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we call them theocrats. You know, the evangelicals who are you know some of them there's 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 people in in Congress and in the Senate who are evangelicals. You know, and they want they they are trying to form policy based on their religious beliefs. We call them theocrats. We we you know we say it's you know. Christian right wing or political mm-hmm. Christianity. Why do we need a special term for Islam? You know, why it's, it's, you know, like I, I hear it like, Oh, the Islamist government, like with, when Asya Bibi, when she, when they overturned her, her verdict, and then they were trying to decide whether they can let her leave and whatever. And the whole blasphemy thing came up. It's like, Oh, the Islam Islamist government in Pakistan is to, trying to decide what the, you know, what they're going to do with the blasphemy laws. Well, they're Islamic. looking at it Islamically. They're not looking at it Islamismically or whatever, right? It's the Islamic state of Pakistan. Where it's does not, that even come from, Islamism? Uh, from my understanding, it came out in a book in the 60s. Um, then the it was a French book, and and then it uh, then it didn't get. Um, it didn't get popularity again until, um, okay, this is straight off Wikipedia, so, you know, I, I go and buy some of it. Islamism is a concept whose meaning is debated both, blah, blah, blah. Um, The term Islamism, which originally denoted the religion of Islam, okay, this is different, first appeared in the English language as Islamism in 1696. Islamism in 1712, and then it was then acquired contemporary connotations in French academia in the late 70s and the early 80s. Um, I've only heard it for a couple of years now. Yeah, and so like uh, whatever. And then they say by the turn of the 20th century, the shorter purely Arabic term Islam had begun to de- displace it, and then in 1938, when Oriental Orientalist scholars completed the Encyclopedia of Islam. Islamism seems to have virtually disappeared from English usage. And then, so then, like, this French guy brought it back in the 70s. So who decided that that meant extremist? Um, Majid Nawaz. Uh, Islamists who have spoken out against the use of the term, insisting they are merely Muslims. Okay, uh, Ayatollah Muhammad Hussein Fadullah uh, speaks out against the term Islamists. So I guess I'm in good company. Uh, <laughs> Um, Abbasi Madani, the leader of the Algerian Islamic Salvation <laughs> Front, also doesn't like the term. Um, okay, <clears throat> you know, so uh, Kara doesn't like it much either. But I mean, I th- I think it was Majid Nawaz. I, I don't know. Um, but okay, the fir- the new use of the term Islamism as, as a first function as a marker for scholars. Uh, more likely to sympathize with new Islamic movements. However, the term gained popularity as it became specifically associated with political groups such as the Taliban, 
or Algerian armed Islamic groups. Um, hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, like, I guess the term has been around longer than I thought. It's but just still, easier for white people to say when they mean extremists. It's yeah, but, but that's just it, like, okay, when, when I first heard Majid talking about it, he said, you know, an Islamist is someone who wants to implement a political version or use politics to implement Islam. And he goes, I call, you know, using politics to implement Islam, Islamism, and then, you know, then he changed That's that. That's jihad. That's what okay, using politics to implement Islam is. Okay, I mean, jihad is struggle. And, I mean, jihad, people think of jihad as two ways. One, and the, the first way is ISIS, and the second way is, you know, some people like the Sufi introspective way, right? But... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you know, we talk about political Christianity, we talk about political Judaism, like, you know, uh, you, you talk about Hindu nationalists in India, you know, we give mm-hmm. all these things, you know, so why not political Islam? Why not, you know, okay, this guy in Christchurch was a white, you want to call him a white terrorist? Fine, he's a white terrorist, he's a white supremacist terrorist, I don't care. If he was Christian, he's a Christian terrorist, right? So... And then um, that guy on the on the tram in uh, in Holland. I mean, you know, he's an Islamic terrorist. Like, I, there's there's no point in coming up with again new terms. That I think that just confuse Islamist. Everybody. Yeah, you know, but that's well, just doesn't it. that kind of is an indictment of Islam itself? No, they they want to get, because I, I you know there there's a. Uh, article out. It's not a bad article. It came out in Aereo today. It's like, oh, we have to separate Islam from the Islamists. No, the Islamists are following Islam. Like I said, like when... To the letter. Yeah, you know, like they want to use politics to spread Islam. They're not using politics to spread Islamism. Because I thought Islamism was the idea to use politics to spread Islam. And then, like, it's it's just morphed and it's gone all over the place. I don't think the term serves any purpose. Like, Like, these are... These are things I'm I, like those three terms. I'm not going to stop arguing against because I I used it for the first time the other day. I had never used it. I've always just stayed away from it, but I used it. I don't remember in in some sentence, and I caught myself doing it, and I was like, "What am I doing? I can't use that word." No, but it's 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 wrong. It's it's like like I said, we don't you know we don't talk about Christianism or Judaismism or Christianists or Judaismists or Judaists or whatever. Right, we when we say the 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 Christian right, or if you say the religious right in the United States, everyone knows exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And so why not just you know say you know the Muslim right? It's it's the same fucking thing. So the po- political Islam, the Muslim right, or even yeah, or, or okay, or they're Muslim theocrats. No, but like again, like yeah. calling the government in Pakistan an Islamist government. That's okay. crazy. No, it's an Islamic government. When they're discussing blasphemy laws, they're not looking at it through the lens of Islamism. They're looking at it through the lens of Islam. Like the Sultan of Brunei, it's a monarchy. They're a sultanate, right? It's a theocratic monarchy. The guy is passing a law that almost, that LGBT people will be stoned. Um, is that an Islamist? I mean, there is, there is no politics involved in putting Islam supreme in Brunei. It's whatever the whim of that's the sultan at the time is, and how religious he is. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like, why do we need these made up terms? It's it's, it's again, like it's it's 
to me, it's it screws up the conversation more than it helps. And I don't know, maybe it, I'm just beating a dead horse. But. No, I, I, well, I think it does. I think it takes away from discourse, really. I, I don't think it. I, I kind of felt like giving up, like I said, you know, because it's just like these, these, the words are used, they exist, they're being defined, and it's not, they're not being defined by us. And, uh, but I've tried not to use them because they're not, they're not correct terms, but I think, um, it's that softly, softly approach towards Islam, you know, don't, it's the minority, they're minority people, and it's, it's, they're, they, Treat Islam like it's a minority religion. Yeah, but it's not. It's the second largest religion in the world. Right. And I keep saying this, and for whatever reason, that's how they get talked to and about. And it's the, I hate using the bigotry of low expectations, but Muslims shouldn't expect equality in human rights because, I don't know, it's, it's, that, then you're a bigot if you, point out the fact that there's a lack of human rights you know you're, you're an islamophobe i mean okay I, I, I was speaking to um i don't know if you listen to that thing i said you're from video um, i was speaking to him the other day and i, said, I listened to some of it i didn't listen to the whole thing but yeah, okay, I listened and, to I, and, I, and i said that and it, it's like okay getting back to that you know like oh it's all whiteness and everything right so if you're saying that white people are the only people that can be racist then you're telling me that i'm something other than human because, you know, being bigoted and being prejudicial and being discriminatory is part of being human. We make, yes. you know, based on whatever decision, whether I think someone is smart or stupid, whether I think someone is funny or not, whether I think, some, you know, whatever, like, you know, I will be your friend because of this, but if you're like this, no, I won't. Like, we all do these little things. And to say that only white people can be racist. How do you explain the racism between Koreans and Hispanics, blacks and Koreans, uh, Asians and or Pakistanis and Indians? Or how do you explain any of the hatred between different sects of Islam? I know it's not necessarily racism, but you have two different people hating each other. Well, it is racism if you talk about like the L.A. riots. How do you explain that? That was race riots, and that white people weren't involved in that. No, but I mean, okay, like you know, like you said, like Indian people, you know, they don't really have all the, they don't have the highest uh, regard for black people. Like if you go to India, and you know, I haven't been in Pakistan, but, you know, I was only there for about twelve hours when I was an adult. But you know, I don't know how much what it's like there, but I'm sure it's kind of similar to India. It's, uh, they talk horribly about black people. Yeah, horribly. And, and anyone with super dark skin. Exactly, yeah. You know. The, so what is that? Is that not racism? Yeah, but like, but I mean, like this whole thing, like after, like, like literally the day after the Christchurch shooting, like all these people were putting up these things that it's all the fault of whiteness, and that it's you know that racism is a part of being white, and you if you're white, if you don't own up to your racism, it's just like what then. If only white people can be racist, then well, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's that's saying something horrible about people who aren't white. Because like, are we yeah. we're lacking something? We're lacking something that makes us human. Then part of the human condition. Yeah. 
Wow. How does how do mixed race people fit into all that? I wonder if only white people could be racist. How do you? I don't, I don't know. They have a thumb the lighter world. your skin looks. I have no idea. You, know, you have a thumb whirl all day long. It's just so weird. It's yeah. They, they I. But, but that's what I mean. Like it's everything. You're basing it all on identity. You're not basing it on anything other than just a similar identity. And I think that again comes down to it. Like if that's how simply you're looking at this problem, then this is how you're looking at every problem. And that's got to change. Cause if it doesn't, we're not going to get anywhere. Like we're just going to sit around, just chase each other around over and over and over again. And you know, like you're a racist. No, I'm not. You're a racist. No, I'm not. It's, yeah, how many fingers can you point back and forth at each other? I had a Pakistani um, – I, I thought he was an ex-Muslim, but he might still be a Muslim because um, he seems to talk a lot about Islam in very positive light. Not that all ex-Muslims are very negative about Islam, but you know what I mean. But he um, – when I mentioned that Islam is not a race because people were saying you're racist if you don't like Muslims. And I'm like, well, what race is Islam? Tell me. Like what, what race are Muslims? And, and do not white countries of Muslims exist? Like – there it has nothing to do with skin color but he argued with me and said well no obviously it's not a race it's an ideology but white people see islam as brown so they hate it because they're racist and i didn't have an argument for that because i mean that that you can't really prove that one way or the other but i i, I didn't agree with thinking that the hate is simply because of race i think it has a lot more to do with xenophobia than like it just just than than actual like skin color, but I hate the fact that people, me and every other lighter skinned ex Muslim, hate the fact that they make it into a race, and it's racist if you say anything about Islam. But even Ayan Hirsi Ali got it bigoted, yeah. white supremacists feeding alt right. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like you know, I mean, there's. But so many of them have gotten it, and especially in the last couple of days and stuff. And it's just, like, you know, a native informant, house Muslim. What? Okay, native informant is probably the worst thing yeah. I've heard. I couldn't believe I read that. Oh, my. I was like, you racist piece of shit. <laughs> like, yeah, but, but that's just it. You know, they're, they're, you know they're, they're calling people racist house Muslims or racist native informants. And they're not being ironic about it. It's like, hello, you know, but I mean, it's, 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 but okay. I joked around about that. Like, and it's just, um, the, you know, calling Majid Nawaz a racist or calling Ayan Hirsi Ali a racist or whatever. It's just like, I, I said, it's, it's the same thing as, you know, with calling Ben Carson saying he wasn't really black because he was running for the Republicans. Right. It's, it's right. the. The transracialization of problematic, the transracializationing, or transracializing effect of problematic comments. So you know, if you're a person of color, you say something that's wrong, speak, then all of a sudden you become white, and you can say whatever you want about them because they're white, and you can't be racist towards white people. And it's it's just, I mean, it's somehow or other, it's that. Like you know, if you're if you're, and I don't want to get into this whole. I'm not starting a whole fucking Candace Owens flexit kind of crap thing there like you know uh, I'm not giving credence to that but there is there is some of that where 
in the progressive mindset, if you know, if you're of a certain color or you know, certain segment of the population, that's how they expect you to act, and that's get you know, tie the hijab back into that. Yeah, the yeah, hijab is part of being a Muslim. So if you're a Muslim, you must wear the hijab. You know, it, so it's like that. Uh, do you remember that Seinfeld episode where Kramer was doing the AIDS walk and he didn't want to wear the ribbon and he gets beat up for it? It's like, who who doesn't want to wear their ribbon? And then they go beat up uh, Kramer. It's it's kind of like that, <laughs> right? You know, it's like, <laughs> no, but it's okay. He's walking the walk. Why does he need to wear the ribbon, right? you're not you're not one of us if you're not wearing it exactly i mean it's just like you're against us yeah you know you know show, show your colors fuck it's, it's 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 a whole it's a whole different version of crips and bloods right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. I, I wish i want to bang my head against the wall most of the time just because it I'm in a unique position where, you know, I, having been the background that I have and, and being around the people that I am and, and seeing it from all the different perspectives, it kind of makes me a little crazy sometimes because I can see it from this perspective and I can see it from that perspective, but my gut tells me it's like with the hijab. I, I love being, you know, the swaddled (laughs) and I love being lazy and not having to brush my hair. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I was getting upset at how I was talking, not just about Islam, but about other things. And it just like I said, it's, I think what got got me to like thinking, okay, there's something really screwed up about the conversation. Was mm-hmm. it was Christmas of 2017, right? And um, someone that we both you know know and love, Dan Mm-hmm. So he tweeted out at some point when the whole Me Too thing got started, um, believe all victims, right? And then someone, and everyone knows this was a joke, no one, you know, like this wasn't serious, obviously, but someone replied back to Dan that Dan Arell raped me and he's got a tiny penis. But I don't think much came of it. Right. And then around Christmas time or just after Christmas, Something else came up, and Arell said something similar. So someone had taken a screenshot of that tweet and sent it back at him. And then the next morning, I wake up, I go online, I open up Twitter, and blah, blah, blah. Dan Arell's deleted his account, and there's all these people that were being kind of gleeful. And for a second, like I said, he's not my favorite person. I think he's actually pretty awful. Yeah, he's... Uh, pretty awful <laughs> and so i was like oh he's gone and then i kind of stopped myself because i'm like okay let's just think about this for a second here's a guy who someone made a joke because of something he said and he took that joke a little seriously he's like oh this person's trying to get me banned I'm trying to say i ripped them you know blah 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 i never did anything this you know this and that when it first happened but then then like i said someone famous sent out that screenshot ran around Christmas time there and he suspended his account for a little bit, but everyone thought he was gone. And I'm like, okay, so it's now come in the realm of possibility 
that someone deleted their account because a joke that was known by everyone involved to be a joke resurfaced and someone thought that it was going to damage their reputation or whatever so much they have to delete their account. Mm-hmm. Like, every, and people were happy about the fact that he's gone, whatever, but like, no one sat there to question whether or not it's a good thing that we've gotten to a point where someone can think that it's worth it to delete their account, that they're going to take flack over something that everyone knows is a joke, and they're going to take so much flack that they have to delete their account. Like, everyone was agreeing that, 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 that that's what had happened. And that was my first thing, was like, okay, there's something really, really wrong here. Like, that's not doing anyone any good. Oh, the shit, going back and trying to find things to hurt people with and then celebrating when they get taken down is one of the scariest things about... No, but it's, it's not so much like the going back. Like, that's a whole other problem, right? And this was going back a couple of months, not 10 years, but even then, like, you're still going back. But, like I said, everyone knew that this thing that, oh, that Dan Arell raped me, right? Everyone knew it was a joke. Everyone knew it was fake. Everyone knew that it was not real. Mm-hmm. And yet people were still thinking seriously that because of this, this guy deleted his account. Like, how like, how bad has it got that you can seriously consider that someone has deleted their account because of a joke accusation made by someone that everyone, all parties involved knew was fake and that it wasn't real? yet that it was legitimate enough that this guy's going to delete his account because of it. Like, everyone was agreeing to that. Like, that, like that's insanity, that everyone is going to agree to that mass insanity, that that's, that's our mass delusion, that we've gotten to the point where it's within the realms of possibility that someone will delete their account for a joke that everyone involved knows is a joke. That's crazy. Like, that's, you know, the going back and you know, tweet mining for offense, like, you know, offense mining through people's tweets. It's just like, that's insane. But this mentality, like, okay, if you go back and you find like, you know, the whole thing with Kevin Hart, you found some stuff that he said and he had apologized for it or whatever, but you just found the stuff and it's like, Oh, he's horrible. But this was finding something that everyone knew was bullshit, that everyone was knew was fake. Dared, nothing had come out of it originally. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and like it's it wasn't something ten years old. It was only a couple of months old. So like you know, nothing had come out of it, and nothing was going to come out of it again. But whatever, like everyone thought, oh, he's gotten rid of his account because of this, and that's to be was okay. I got to change, at least how I do it, because that's not right. Right. So have you found that you um. Uh, are a lot more careful. I no, I still speak my mind, but okay. And it's not like I did a lot on Twitter to begin with. It was just mainly, you know, if I'd done stuff, I'd put it out there and I'd do a few threads here or there, but never anything big. But for the most part, it was, I'm just a smarmy asshole. Like, you know, I just make wisecrack comments and that's all I really do. And so I think mm-hmm. I've just done more of that. And it's all it is, is then I'll put out stuff I've done or, you know, if someone I know has put something out that I like, I, I'll retweet it. But 
I never use Twitter for. I, I find it just a pain. Like I just sitting there, like I don't know how people could do like these twenty and thirty, and sometimes longer, you know, tweet threads. Like how the hell? like I I just, I'd rather just write something long form, and I don't care. And I mean, like an awful writer, anyways. But it doesn't matter. I'll write something long form, and I have no problem doing out. that. Or you know, but to go there and. 280 characters at a time and oh, debates and dialogue and i don't uh i used oh, i stick a lot more seriously than i do now um i i don't think it's the place to change minds and i certainly don't think it's the place to do massive debating i think uh if i have something snarky to say because i think someone's being stupid i of course will step in because you know sometimes you got to <laughs> yeah but for the most part um, did you see? I don't know how much you follow um, Shane Dawson, but the the tweet that he did about fucking his cat. Yeah, I saw something along those lines. I was like, I I didn't know what it was about, and I just didn't really care. It was the same thing with what's her face there, um, uh, J.K. Rowling's. Oh, what's his, you know the about Dumbledore's sex life? Like, really? You know, yeah. Like, like, are you trying to like? Haven't you sold enough of those books? I really need to sell more. Like. You know? She got nothing else to talk about. She got to talk about that. But Shane Dawson made a joke six years ago, uh, or seven years ago, or some a long time ago, about having sex on his cat or coming on his cat or something, and um, it was very clearly a joke. And then it it was taken out of context again, and that's why he put that tweet out saying, "I didn't fuck my cat. I didn't come on my cat." The fact, and I said that to Lalo, I was like, the fact that this is a serious, it wasn't a joke tweet that I didn't fuck my cat tweet. That was a serious tweet. The fact that he had to do that and the fact that that was being passed around and he was being attacked. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. This is not a place for any kind of dialogue or debate. Nope. 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 <laughs> no, but, but seriously, like, come on. And it's, it's nuts. No, but, you know, like. You know, it's things I've never expected I had to do for a thousand dollars, Alex. Like, you know, write a tweet explaining that he did not ejaculate on my cat. Would right. Feel like, no, but that's what I mean. Like, we've the fact that you know someone has to think of writing that tweet and somehow. Okay, I know we're talking about it and laughing, but somehow it's normal. Like it's, it's within the realm right. of like it's right. Like it, it's like an every like nobody bats an eye at it. Like <laughs> yeah, of course this is this is normal. This is how life works, right? Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, you know, ah. you know the, yeah, like like it, I think I'm gonna put out something profound. I'm gonna say something on Twitter that's super profound, and people are gonna be like the light, the heaven, the lights from heaven are gonna come shining down. Oh, because it's profound and it's going to change lives. No, no. Uh, <sighs> no, I mean, like, it is a good tool to, you know, to meet people in a way and, you know, you can see what they share and you can, you know, like I said, uh, you know, I, I do it very, very occasionally where I'll put out, a, you know, like a short thread or something, but. You can see what they're what they think about, or you know what kind of stuff they share. You can see kind of where they are, but like you said, to to get a deep understanding of who someone is, it's just no, it's not a place to do that. Yeah, no, 
you 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 really have to talk long term and 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 again, it's certainly to change minds or like having the discussion about whether Islamophobia is. You put out a, a couple of tweets about it. I saw and they were really good. And I didn't see you say anything much else, like anything like I'm going to put my opinion out there. What you put out was well thought out. What you're talking about? The hijab? You, yeah. Were you the one that came up with the green armband? Because I think I gave Ali Rizvi credit uh, for that. I okay. I I didn't. I never saw it from Ali. I just wrote about it. Uh, where were it last night or two, a couple of days ago, or whenever it was, right? I put that thread out. Like yeah, I was like four or five, three or four or five. It probably was you. And in my mind, I don't know because I I was talking to someone else and I was mentioning that Ali had a good idea. And then I saw that somebody said that you were talking about, so I did, wasn't sure whether I mixed people up or not. Um, yeah, I put it out the other day. Uh, I don't even know what date we are today. Yeah, so I put it out two days ago. And yeah, I wrote about the, the, the green headband, armband. Yeah, I think that was you then. I just I just publicly gave Ali Rizvi um, credit. You're welcome. Yeah, all brown people look the same, right? <laughs> we, all, we all look alike. <laughs> yes, duh. <laughs> I'd actually like to take this test because okay, they, they talk about um, so even if it's like uh, you know an Asian kid growing up in the states, if they live in an Asian, you know, obviously their their family's Asian, but they're living in a predominantly Asian neighborhood, mm-hmm. and if they do that through their adolescence and all that, by the time they reach adulthood, they will be able to pick out Asians easier than you know, non-Asian people, but they will have difficulty with all other races. So even whites, they'll have difficulty picking up, you know. Uh, so I grew up, okay, obviously, like, you know, my, my family's, like my mom's quite a bit light skin, you know, quite a, you know, not as dark as my dad or whatever. She's more like olive skin. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, grew up in an Indian family, but our neighborhood was predominantly white. So I, I'd like to actually take that test to see if I can... I, you know, maybe I have a harder time picking out Daisy people than, um... That would be interesting to find out if you do. Uh, I don't know. I, I think huh. it'd just be kind of be kind of cool. Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> White people all look the same. Well, it's, okay, my friend's dad used to do that. <laughs> she, he was, uh, she was from, um, Mauritius, and, uh, Mr. Tanyan uh, is Chinese, and, like, you know, I... I was over there. We were over there one time. We're 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 having uh, we're making a barbecue, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna barbecue the rice," but the rice keeps falling through the barbecue, and then, <laughs> uh, and then he, he looks over at one of my friends, and it's my buddy Roland, and he says, "Hey Ian," he's like, "Oh, my name's Roland." He's like, "Oh, you white guys, you all look the same to me," and it's just like, <laughs> it's hilarious. Once <laughs> they got the same hair color, everyone looks the same. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Oh <laughs> well, um, I don't want to keep you too too long because I know you you probably gotta like go feed your kids and stuff. Yeah, I gotta check on the the ribs. This was uh, fun. Yeah, it was. Um, I was just gonna say, do you have anything you, else you want to talk about? Are you doing anything that's coming out, or you got anything going on? Where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter under Murtad Millie. Uh, it's uh somebody who's converted and then left Islam. That's what the name means. Not that anyone asked. Um, uh, I'm still working on my book. It's supposed to be finished by summer. 
uh, right now I've got it with an editor who's making changes and I'm frantically making those changes as well. I, uh, the book has been difficult because emotionally it's been difficult. It's having to relive, um, telling my story and having to relive a lot of the trauma. It's been cathartic in a way because I've, I've dealt with the, the PTSD and the, the depression. So it took me a lot longer than I thought it was going to, and it's been a lot harder because I've had to relive things, but it's helped me work through those things so that they don't bother me as much, if that makes sense. So um, as long as the process takes, as long as it's taking, but it's looking like summer. And um, I don't really do anything else. I used to have like a YouTube channel. I don't do that anymore. I, I work and focus mainly on activism on the ground around me and not online. I find... Um, making changes in the world kind of starts with the people around you and not necessarily screaming into the void on social media. So yeah, that's about it. And cool. Well, thanks again for coming on and thanks everyone for listening and speak to you next time. All right. Bye.